Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi there, guys, and welcome to the first episode of Geek Thyself for 2023. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of, um, a rocky 2022, uh, um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had that, especially with, you know, just regular life and things getting in the way, but, uh, we are, well, I am here to, uh, do a solo episode with you because, uh, as is, uh, something we keep on having to deal with our schedules uh, Heather and myself are not lining up uh, super well which is lovely and frustrating but uh, hopefully we will be back together to record one for you later in January we can only hope <clears throat> but uh, because I'm on my own I thought it would be fun um, and a little bit of a, um, an interesting topic to really go back over Doctor Who. Um, for those of you who haven't been around um, before, uh, Doctor Who is the first subject that I covered with Heather when uh, Heather decided to bring uh, me on board to help uh, <clears throat> with producing uh, Geek Thyself. And that was back in 2019. Um, so, you know, a little bit has happened in, in the Doctor Who uh, sphere of world uh, place. <laughs> Uh, in that time, and also 2023 uh, is the 60th anniversary year of the show, uh, having started in 1963. Although that's not uh, towards the end of the year, uh, I thought this would be a good opportunity to go over a topic that I can I can fairly easily, uh, fairly reliably do by myself, and then we can cover some more historical stuff, which Heather's much uh, better at. Um, um, so yeah. That's what we're going to be doing today. So, uh, as I said, last time we were talking about Doctor Who, that was in 2019. Uh, We also did um, another episode about the specific origins of the show. Um, I think that would have been in 2020. So it's been a little bit of time since we've uh, covered um, stuff about the show. And during that time, I had fallen a little bit behind on watching the newer uh series which had been which had been um (coughs) excuse me which had been um show ran uh executive produced by chris juvenal and had had jodie whittaker as the 13th incarnation of the doctor uh i hadn't fallen behind because i was against the idea of a female doctor uh it just had sort of um slits and uh, i have since caught up and i'm all now back into um, the routine, and I've caught up on everything, which is lovely. Uh, so, uh, what has happened in that time? Uh, oh dear. There we go, that's what I was looking for. So, um, as was mentioned in the 2019 episode, um, back in 2013 of the show, the 50th anniversary, we hit 800 standalone episodes of Doctor Who. 
over the course of both the classic series from 1963 to 1989, the movie, which was in 1996, which is counted as a single episode, and the revival series from 2005 all the way up until 2013. Uh, obviously, we've now had 10 years uh, of, well, not quite 10 years of content since then. Um, so we have uh, a few more episodes to add to that list. And as of the 23rd of October last year, uh, 871 episodes of Doctor Who have now been produced and aired. Uh, I believe we would have actually hit uh, 900, um, but over the past um, decade, from 20, 2013 to 2023, uh, the seasons have been beginning to get shorter, uh, which they went down from 13 to 12, and then they went from 12 to 10, I want to say. Um, yes, I believe it was, uh, went down from 12 to 10, and then there were a couple of years uh, in that time where we didn't get any new content apart from festive specials, um, which had reduced the number of episodes that we should have had in that time. We also had a season in uh, season 13 uh, with uh, Jodie Whittaker, which was only six episodes plus a, uh, a specialist after those. So, uh, well, three specials after those because uh, that were... Uh, they were produced to wrap up Jodie Whittaker's tenure, uh, which uh, nine episodes over two years is rather low for the show. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so if I go over here, we have 13 episodes. Uh, then, yeah, all the way through the 11th Doctor, which was the season seven. And then there, there were the, the specials, um, which we uh, talked about there. Uh, then there was 12 episodes throughout the 12th Doctor's era, and then 13th Doctor had 10, and then 10, and then 6. And now we have finished off uh, J.D. Whittaker's tenure, and that also includes uh, Chris Chimnall's tenure uh, as main showrunner, and uh, also includes, I'm going to butcher uh, his name and I'm very sorry, uh, Sigan I Ikonoa. I believe, how you, uh, believe that's how it's said. Uh, it was the uh, composer for the, the last era of Doctor Who, which covered all of Jodie Whittier's tenure from 2018 to 2023. Um, we don't know who the new composer is going to be for the next uh, uh, Doctor. Um, speaking to the next Doctor, that's probably something we should cover because it's been a little bit uh, of a... Of a uh, new news thing um i don't know i don't like how i said that but i guess that's how it is uh yeah it's been a bit a little, a little bit of a headline news uh for anybody who's uh been a doctor who fan david tennant who played the 10th doctor from 2005 to 2010 uh in the first uh, era of the revival uh um helmed by russell t davis uh or davies sorry uh has been selected to return uh, as the 14th Doctor um, at the end of uh, Jodie Whittaker's final episode The Power of the Doctor she regenerated into David Tennant uh, David Tennant's 14th Doctor which um, even the Doctor themselves thought was very odd and doesn't understand why that's happened uh, we already know that for the 14th Doctor's uh, tenure is going to be very short with it being three special episodes all airing in the anniversary month later this year in November and then there will be a festive special uh, which we haven't had in a couple of years now um, which will uh, 
see the the show be uh, passed on to the next uh, regular incarnation of the Doctor, played by Shuti Gatwa, who we knew about before David Tennant uh, um, was be was announced for the sixtieth anniversary. Um, the uh, overlying theory as to why this has happened is because uh, Shuti Gatwa was a uh, busy with other projects uh, for the 50th, uh, sorry, not 50th, the 60th anniversary year of the show. Um, so uh, Russell T. Davis decided to bring back uh, the the 10th Doctor, David Tennant, the 14th Doctor now, uh, to fill in that gap. I don't mind it too much, uh, if you want my personal opinion, although I do have to say it would have been lovely to see more Paul McGann if they wanted to reuse an older Doctor, as Paul McGann only has the movie uh, from 96 and then a mini-episode in 2013 uh, for on-screen TV appearances, along with uh, something that appears in The Power of the Doctor, but uh, has had very limited on-screen time, and it would have been lovely to see more of that. But we can maybe hope that that comes along in the future. So, all right. Uh, actually, that reminds me of something else that I should have mentioned during that little bit about the 14th and 15th Doctor. Uh, while Chris Chibnall has uh, uh, finished with their tenure uh, along the show, uh, executive producers, yeah, executive producers for the revised series. Russell T. Tate, Russell T. Davis, and Julie Gardner uh, were in charge uh, between two thousand and five and two thousand and ten, when they both left the show, and Stephen Moffat uh, took over from twenty ten to twenty seventeen. Uh, and then we had uh, for the main uh, main showrunner Chris Chibnall from twenty eighteen through to twenty twenty two. And now we'll be uh, coming back to Russell T. Davis returning to the show, which is why he is, uh, which is, I believe, why David Tennant was chosen, because they have worked together before and they worked really well together. And we will see how those episodes shape up as we go further into 2023. And after those three specials and then the... Well, the three anniversary specials, then the Christmas special, we have had confirmed that we'll be going down in episode quantity per season yet again for Shutikato's first series with only eight episodes, but there will be a Christmas special that year as well, bringing the total up to nine. That is still a reduction, but... Um, the episode length haven't haven't been talked about for those ones and the specials are going to probably be longer because that's generally how that works <clears throat> so that kind of covers the the showrunners and the changes that are happening for everything that's coming along oh except the uh dis distribution of um Doctor Who is changing uh, for the newer series. Uh, while the BBC is still going to be uh, in charge of distri distribution in the UK, for elsewhere uh, in the world, um, they have uh, made uh, a deal with Disney. Um, so they'll be appearing on Disney Plus for places like where most of our audience are in America and uh, anywhere else international. Uh, that will be covered by Disney Plus. Um, which is an interesting uh, way of the show going. I'm excited for it. Uh, um, I don't really know what to expect from that, uh, but I don't have a, uh, a problem with it going on Disney+. And 
we don't really know uh, how, how much, uh, say, Disney's going to have in the the production of the episodes, um, but it is still going to be uh, mainly produced by Bad Wolf Studios, which is um, uh, Russell T. Davies's, um production company named after uh, his uh, first series of uh, back on um, of a revised series of Doctor Who. Oh, <clears throat> sorry, I appear to be struggling to talk today, but that's all right. <clears throat> okay, uh, before we get too far into the new releases and some new developments with the classic series, I thought now would be uh, as good a time as I need to go into a quick mid-roll for this episode. And, oh, excuse me, and then on the other side we'll talk more about that kind of stuff. So we'll be back with you in just a second. Okay, and welcome to this uh, episode's mid-roll. Um, uh, as Heather would normally do, I think we're going to start uh, talking about uh, WorldAnvil.com, uh, which is uh, the most robust campaign management software that's on available on the web. Uh, we, uh, I say, wait, I. Um, and then a campaign where the DM uses it to connect all the characters and it allows us to have our own character profiles. We can write journal entries for each session in character just to keep us uh, within our character and a good way to keep everything fresh. There's so much uh, information to fill in for your different characters, whether they're NPCs, player characters or whatever. It really helps you get to the nitty gritty stuff about whoever it is you're talking about, whether you're a game master, a player, or if you're writing uh, a story and you want a place to throw all of that down to have for your later use and supplemental material, you can also link characters uh, with how their relationships are and how that develops over time. You can have timelines on there for uh, your world building and maps and that's just in the sort of basic sort of features. Uh, there are a smorgasbord of other features that you can uh, look into some of their um, higher tier plans if you need that uh, sort of stuff but the base stuff is all free uh, uh, we deeply deeply recommend that you check them out and give them a try to see if they fit for what your project is that's worldanvil.com we, we love them, we've been working with them for the last four years at this point, they're super great. Other people we love to talk about, and the people I know we talk about, are the fine folks at Castle Die Hard at dieharddice.com. Um, as, as we've talked about so many times, they have wonderful dice selections, both metal, which they created their own mold for, uh, and have expanded since then. They have uh, their resin and polymer dice, which are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, they have their moonstone, uh, moonstone dice, uh, which are some of their polymer dice, which have a lovely sh uh, shine quality and lovely um, metallic uh, coloured um, inks, um, paints onto the lettering. Their metal dice, uh, their um, normal series, their Spellwinder series, which have two different colours mixed together on all of the faces. They're gorgeous. Their multi-class dice, which are magnetic, so you can have two different dice uh, clicked together and have different sides for them. They've got a bunch of other sets that they have uh, worked on, including a Sith uh, set for May the 4th last year. They also currently have some creator dice. 
uh, for a bunch of different creators that work uh, with Die Hard Dice, including us. We have a set of notes with Dice over available on there if you would like to check those out. They are absolutely gorgeous. They're uh, silver, they're two-tone silver with uh, orange lettering to, to match uh, the branding of Nerdsmith. Uh, I've already got some, uh, as I said in the last episode. Um, I'm just waiting for them to be delivered because you know, uh, postal strikes in the UK. <laughs> They've been going on for the last little bit, uh, little month, so it's been a bit fun waiting on packages. But speaking of shipping, uh, they have free shipping for domestic folks in America and discounted shipping um, for international orders. And uh, you can use the code NERDSMITH to get 10% off your next order with them. Uh, they have such an amazing uh, range of dice and accessories like the scroll of rolling, the pop-up dice trays and meeple characters, little uh, metal meeple tokens for other uh, board games. Uh, they have uh, an amazing... Um... <clears throat> Sorry about that, there was a hiccup in the order recording. Anyway, so they have an amazing collection of everything that you could look for, amazingly well-priced. Uh, we love working with them, uh, I have multiple sets of their dice, um, and I'm somebody who only tends to buy one set of dice per character, my friends think that's weird, but hey, that's all fine. Um, yes, feel free to check out uh, Nerds, uh, the fine folks at Castle Diehard at dieharddice.com, use the code Nerdsmith for 10% off your next order with them. Okay, so with all that said, we're going to get back into the uh, episode talking a bit more about classic Doctor Who. All right, so uh, thank you for listening, and we'll and I'll be right back with you. All right, uh, welcome back. Um, so yes, that's what I was going to. Uh, we were going to talk about some of the classic Doctor Who things that have happened over the past couple of years since we last did an episode about it um or since we last sort of covered the classic series in a lot of super detail uh the first thing that i want to talk about uh yeah let's do that yeah we'll start with the animations uh we i don't know if we mentioned it during um, well, I know we'd mentioned the, it during the first episode that the first and second Doctor had roughly about a hundred of the, uh, their episodes missing. Um, the episodes being met then serialised into, into seri- sorry, uh, the episodes being serialised, so multiple episodes went into each story, so not a hundred stories to loss, but a lot of them, a lot of, um, individual series were fully lost uh, in the the last well uh, yeah animations uh, for some of those lost episodes because we still have audio of all of those episodes have been created during this uh, the, the last little bit since we talked um, like uh, we might have mentioned that the Reign of Terror was animated back in 2013 um, uh, for the 50th anniversary year uh, we had Galaxy 4 uh, animated uh, in 2021 uh, 10th Planet was animated in 2013 as well Power of the Daleks was animated in 2016 
Uh, the Moonbase was 2014. The Macro Terror was one that's happened since then, which was uh, animated in the 18th uh, well, uh, March in 2019. The Faceless Ones was also done in 20, uh, sorry, not, not in 2019, in 2020, in March of 2020. Uh, Evil of the Daleks was done uh, in September of 2021, and all of those. Um, uh, first Doctor stories from seasons one, two, three, and four, uh, with that crossing over into the uh, uh, the power of the uh, sorry uh, yeah the power of the Daleks into the Second Doctor, um, um, and then season five we had the Abominable Snowman, which was done on fifth of September twenty twenty two, so that's a very very recent one. Uh, the Ice Warriors was again in 2013. We had The Web of Fear in 2021 in August. A Fury of the Deep was in 2020. Uh, and yeah, with all of those being released, uh, we have a solid uh, block of those episodes which have now been created in some form. And well, let me just check. Uh, okay, one moment, sorry. Okay, yeah, so now I've pulled that up. Um, for the first uh, six seasons of Doctor Who, uh, the we are now missing uh, nine total episodes out of season one, with seven of those being from the Reign of Terror, and two of those, sorry, no, seven of those being from Marco Polo, and two of those being from Reign of Terror, but the Reign of Terror got an animation in 2013 to rectify uh, that. <clears throat> uh, we are still missing all seven episodes of Marco Polo, and there isn't an animation of that, but it'd be lovely to see one of those in the future. Season 2 is only missing two episodes uh, in the Crusade, but they have been put together in a reconstruction for 2022, uh, although they have not, they're not uh, full episodes, they're telestat reconstructions, but technically all of season 2 is available to watch in some form of, visu in some form of visual media. Uh, in season three, we have twenty-eight mi uh, uh, episodes missing out of forty-five, which is a significant amount. But uh, the mi uh, mission to the unknown was uh, recreated in twenty nineteen. We are still missing the Mythmakers. We are still missing the Daleks' master plan. We are still missing the massacre of Saint, Bartholom Saint Bartholomew's Eve. Uh, we're still missing the Celestial Toymaker. Uh, we're still and we're still missing the the Savages. Uh, all of those are from season three. Season four, we're missing uh, the smugglers, uh, uh, with no animations or reconstructions there. The tenth planet, we were missing uh, one episode, being the final one, but that was animated in twenty thirteen. The power of the Daleks, we were missing it all, but it has been put into that animation in twenty sixteen. Uh, the Highlanders, we are still missing all four of those episodes. The underwater menace was reconstructed in twenty fifteen, um, and we were missing two episodes there. The Moonbase was missing two episodes, but was re uh, was animated in 2014. The Macro Terror was missing all of its episodes and got an animation in 2019. The Faceless Ones was missing four episodes and was animated in 2020. Uh, Evil of the Daleks 
uh, was animated in 2021, but we were missing six out of the seven episodes. And that was the 33 out of 43 episodes. But we have most of season four animated in some capacity. Uh, the only one that isn't animated is the Highlanders. So hopefully that will come around uh, soon. That would be lovely. Season five, we're missing 18 out of the 40 episodes. Uh, the first one was The Abominable Snowman, where we were missing five episodes, but that was animated in 2022 very recently. The Ice Warriors were missing two episodes, and that was animated in 2013. Uh, the Web of Fear was missing uh, one episode, and that was animated uh, in 2021. Fury of the Deep was missing all episodes, all six of them, but that was animated together in 2020. And now we have The Wheel in Space, which has a reconstruction, but not a full animation. Uh, and it's still missing four out of those six episodes, but it's also now close to being completed, at least in animated form, if we can't have the episodes for them. We are only missing seven episodes out of Series 6, um, with um, two episodes missing from The Invasion, but there has been an, uh, an animation of that one put together, and then there is The Space Pirates, where we're missing five out of the six episodes, but nothing has been done with that as of yet. Hopefully that might change in the future, uh, which is the next thing we want to talk about, which is why I did it in this order, because the BBC had been releasing uh, Blu-ray collection box sets of Doctor Who, uh, the classic series specifically, since to, since July 2018. Uh, this might be something we mentioned in that episode, um, but it was still very, very early days Um uh, by the time that episode came out, uh, maybe only two of those sets were released, and, it, and the uh, future of the line was a little um, um, uh, uncertain. Yes, uh, only two of uh, the sets were released by the time we recorded that episode. Um, but as of now, uh, in 2023, we have one... Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We have twelve seasons out of twenty-six, um, um, which is creeping up on half. And the reason those animated things are so significant is this year, uh, or sorry, not this year, uh, the end of last year, uh, in December, we got the release of season two, which included uh, the reconstructions of, uh, I've just had it up and now I've got to check again, uh, season two, season two, uh, it had, ah, yes, it had the reconstructions of uh, the Reign of Terror, uh, no, no, I've read that wrong, I'm looking in the wrong place. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's not where I'm meant to be looking. Sorry, sorry. Uh, the two episodes of the Crusade that they were uh, they re were reconstructed and, uh, for the book set. So that was uh, so we have the full complete season two in some form of visual uh, content to watch. Uh, we also have season 12, 19, 18, 10, 23, 26, 14, 8, 24, 17, and 22, along with season two. Um, and that's, um, so yeah, that's, um, 12 of the 26 seasons available, uh, from seven onwards, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, uh <clears throat> 
So yes, uh, so since 2018, we've had those releasing fairly regularly through the year. Uh, we have been looking at three, uh, between two and three releasing in a year. There was unfortunately a little bit of a delay when it came to 2020, which is understandable with uh, the pandemic being at its height new product uh, was difficult to produce during that time uh so and what i was going to say before i jumbled up my thoughts is from series seven season seven onwards all of those are complete uh, episodes so there won't be any reconstructions needed for those so but season two coming out and having those construct uh, reconstructions has um gotten people really excited for when the next of those five seasons are to be released they're all missing a decent uh <clears throat> they're all missing at least uh one episode or, or one serial um whether that's uh just from their episode archives or from the animations that exist so there is a little bit of work that needs to go into those uh and there was also a little bit of news on that uh, that came out very recently in the past couple of days and I'll pull that oh right I've just pulled up that uh, article uh, it is literally from uh, yesterday uh, last night while I was uh, at work is when this article came out um, and uh, Lost Up Two episodes are being brought back to life using cartoons and colour for the 60th anniversary and two stories from the 60s are to be uh, drawn and re-released uh, re on Blu-ray and DVD uh, these include include William Hartnell's first Doctor's story, The Smugglers, which is his penultimate story before the Tenth Planet, and Patrick Trout's second Doctor is having his third adventure uh, done, which is The Underwater Menace. Um, unfortunately, neither of those would at, uh, finish a season completely, um, but it does make season four more full. Uh, the Smugglers, um, while uh, there are six seasons between the, the first two Doctors, they don't line up um, exactly to um, season three ending and then season four starting with the second Doctor. Uh, season three uh, goes... Um, uh, sorry, season four... Uh, has the first Doctor in The Smugglers and then The Tenth Planet. So The Smugglers would technically be the first story of Season 4. So that will be animated. Uh, and then you have The Tenth Planet, which we already have. The Power of the Daleks, we already have. The Underwater Menace is missing. And then the final one missing from Season 4 would be The Highlanders, which uh, we have no reconstruction, no tele-snap reconstruction, no... Uh, animation of uh, but that does fill in a couple of gaps from season four it might have been nicer for them to maybe fill in the the single gap in season one which is marco polo or to fill in um one of the gaps in season five or season six because uh we're only missing the wheel in space from series five and series six uh missing the space pirates uh, to have those seasons complete. Uh, it's a bit odd that they've chosen to do two from season four, um, which would 
not even complete the season, but that is potentially a good sign that we might be seeing uh, the Highlanders animated very soon, and then season four for the Doctor Who uh, Blu-ray collection will be able to be released in a full complete form and not have any telesnaps being used uh, during its run, which would be absolutely lovely, especially as it's uh, Patrick Trout's first season and has really great stories like the Tenth Planet, Power of the Daleks, uh, the Macro Terra, the Faceless Ones, and the Abominable Snowman is probably one that's best well known. So, uh, while I'm obviously excited uh, always to see more animated Doctor Who, um, I'm, I'm just a little baffled of the two that have been picked, when two could have been picked from maybe season one, season five, season six, and created those uh, in full, but we will see what comes in the future, along with um, Disney potentially getting involved on those animations. Obviously, that's just me speaking from a fan and wanting these box sets uh, to be as complete as possible when they do come round. Um, but we've, you know, there's no, there's been no confirmation or anything like that. As much as I would love for there to be anything like that, um, that is pretty much it. Uh, for the classic Doctor Who stuff there's uh, obviously less uh, to talk about with it because um, uh, not much has been happening in regards to it apart from the release of the the series sets uh, season sets sorry um, as um, uh, I suppose I, as a wrap up I can just talk about how I feel about Jodie Whittaker's run because it's something I didn't mention in 2019 because I hadn't uh, started and kept up with it. Um, uh, I think I was just really busy at that time. So uh, we'll do that now. Uh, season 11, 12 and 13, which was also called Flux. And then we have the specials from 2022. Um, season 11, I enjoyed. Uh, I thought it had some solid episodes. Uh, especially the woman who, like the first three women who were well fell uh, to earth, Ghost Monument and Rosa, are all really well received episodes. At least for me, uh, I was really happy with how those came out. Did have a couple of uh, hard ones to get through, like Arachnids in the UK and uh, the Sarunga the Sarunga Conundrum, um, but still enjoyed it. Teams of the Punjab was a really good episode and. Uh, it was a very well done historical episode with uh, it being about uh, India and uh, Pakistan segregation in the 50s and 60s, uh, which is well done. Witchfinders, uh, Kablam, were really well done. It Takes You Away was okay, and the Battle of uh, Ranskor uh, Al Avkolos was a little bit of a letdown because, uh, as a finale, it only tied back to the villain who. Uh, was very uh, very easily sort of dealt with in the first uh, in uh, Jodie Whittaker's first story. Um, while the while the series as a whole was uh, really good, uh, I think that it could have had a bit of a, a more solid um, ending. Uh, we had Resolution, which uh, was the special for that year, uh, <coughs> which um, was a New Year special, not a Christmas special, uh, but it was also the first time we'd seen the 13th Doctor with the Daleks, and Resolution was actually really solid episodes for the Daleks, I really enjoyed that one, uh, and I really, yeah, um, it was 
it was a better end for the series than I think the season finale was at the time. Uh, season 12, uh, there's a lot of controversy about season 12 in regards to how it affects the timeline and lore of classic Doctor Who. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a little bit of a point of contention for a lot of people uh, and a lot of people uh, were very turned off by the idea and I couldn't understand that uh, I'm gonna get into it uh, there is spoilers for for this if um, if you haven't caught up so if you want to duck out now that's that's fine um, but we have the master returning in Spyfall part one and part two played by Sasha Dwan who does an amazing um, um an amazing job uh, as the master for this series orphan 55 was a little bit of a rough episode uh, about um uh they are very thick about uh global warming and what the planet could turn into uh nikola tesla's night of terror was a really fun episode the fugitive of the jejun is where it becomes a little bit of a problem where this fugitive turns out to be an incarnation of the doctor which we have not met and is not from the future incarnations either uh where which was a little confusing at the time wasn't explained at the time uh but it was explained as we get further on down the series with uh the timeless children uh, which <clears throat> explains that the doctor has been uh be able to regenerate as many times as they'd like to and has had their memories re uh, removed from uh the first doctor and backwards or what we would call the first doctor and backwards and that means that there have been potentially infinite amount of uh, incarnations of this particular Time Lord and some people have a, a very valid sort of criticism about how that affects um, the show um, while I'm not sure how much I like it it doesn't detract me from watching the show again um, but I think it was handled a little poorly and didn't get rectified very well and it also wasted a really good actor actress in Joe Martin who played the fugitive incarnation of the Doctor I wish I would see more of her uh, again we we don't see Daleks uh, throughout the, the series style but we do see them again in the New Year uh, New Year special with Revolution of the Daleks not as uh, solid of an episode but not terrible either it was still really enjoyable then we have season 13 which was the flux uh, which sort of harkens back to the classic series where the whole of uh, the episodes all lead into one big story but the series was only six episodes long uh, the, the story was fairly well put together although the ending was a little a little vague on what happened in regards to the universe because the flux had destroyed part of the universe and that didn't get reversed or reverted so it's interesting what that is going to have in store for later on down the line of episode then we have the the three specials for 2022 even the daleks uh uh, the Doctor and the Friends get stuck in a time loop. I really enjoy this one. Uh, I think it might be the best out of the Dalek specials. Then there's The Legends of the Sea Devils, which is okay. 
Uh, I think uh, think that the episodes being spaced out uh, as far as they were between January, April and October really made it difficult to get back into the series at that time. And then we had The Power of the Doctor, which was uh, Jodie Whittaker's swan song. And I have to say, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the, uh, the classic Doctor Who connections that were in it along with uh, looking forward to the future and also seeing David Tennant back I'm not sure how that's going to progress on but we'll see how it goes um, so yeah um, that's me being a little bit vague on the series so I don't ruin it too much if you haven't been able to catch up um, but feel free to get in contact with uh, either me or Heather uh, through uh, the through Discord or through our Twitters, um, and I'm always happy to talk about Doctor Who in some capacity, because it is uh, my favourite show ever, um, and I still thoroughly enjoy it. But I think that is a decent point to end this episode. Um, thank you for listening to me witter about uh, my Blue Box show for about 30 minutes. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back very soon with another episode, hopefully with both of us. And until then, uh, don't forget to geek thyself. See you later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Geek thyself.